Yo, what is up, good people? It's your boy, Gabe. Up in the building and the place to be. It's been a minute. I really hope that you miss me. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. It's been a while. How you been? How you living? How you feel? We're in the new year, 2024. January 2nd. That's crazy. That's crazy. 2024. Who would have known? People thought it was over in 2012. Then we thought it was over in 2020. Whew. But we all the way in 2024. Man, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. I think it's pretty um <clears throat> pretty dope to be in the new year, man. 2024. Just think, we've come from the 90s, 90s babies, we're from the 90s, we're in a whole new, it's crazy, 2024, man, it's wild, let's see, so, I was thinking about starting this being a new season, but I'm like, nah, season two, I ain't really, I really take it that serious, I really give my, I didn't really appreciate my thoughts as much as I, as, as the ambition and in uh, passion that I had at the beginning so you know I, I have my ebbs and flows and I'm in a flow of oh yeah no I'm gonna take it serious and so my 2024 man I'm truly like just trying to be more consistent in uh, different things like I want to be consistent in prayer I want to be consistent in um, like making time for people you know, like making time to hang out with other guys and like actually build friendships with other guys and making making time for um, making times for uh, things at church um, or, or sorry, not things at church, but making time for certain things at church that I kind of put to the side. I'm like, no, nah, that's not really my thing. Um, like event, like the evangelism uh, group that the church has and and things like that. Um, and also, uh, yeah, just, you know, some, some other things, um, yeah, making, being consistent in this man, like I want to, so I'm going to start small. I want to start giving myself just a, 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 Hey, here's a thought. Just go, just start and see what happens. See what comes out. Cause you know, you're just going to talk and talk and talk. So I want to start timing myself. I want these to be good and full, but I want these to be good, full, and quick. And so, if I go over time, obviously it doesn't even matter. But, you know, I want to be trying more organized. I want to try and let this be something that is useful to those um, who aren't like me, you know? I hope that if you're listening to me, you don't think like me. I hope you're different than me <laughs> um, in some ways. And I hope we're alike in some ways, you know, um, this is your first episode. Thank you for checking it out. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, differences and just being you. And so one thing that I do hope we have in common is that you're a fellow believer. I, I believe in Jesus. I follow Jesus Christ. Um, he's definitely someone that has really changed, like, like literally changed my life. Um, 
and that's just yeah that's that's just a big that's just a big thing for me so so most of my thoughts will be influenced by by my faith and and understanding of the bible and, and scriptures and verses that i've read or verses that i've heard talked about and looked at on my own and then i also have you know my my just my my normal not normal my uh we'll call it the we'll call it the worldly gabe we'll call it gabe that's just thinking you know or my my worldly just flesh brain you know that just be going and so today's episode man today's episode is sponsored today's episode is sponsored by <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of this so there's this youtube channel that i watch um every now and then and i hope i'm pronouncing it right Delafe testimonies Delafe testimonies d-e-l-a-f-e testimonies it's a youtube channel and essentially what they do is they just get like different people to share their testimonies now there's a common theme. Each one of these testimonies are like uh, most of most of the ones that I've seen are like uh, what outside people looking in, outside people looking in, like non-believers looking in, or even even some believers who kind of put a measure on like where God has brought people from, like that those those two groups of people might see this as like extreme conversions. Like, Oh man, God really saved you. Like, Oh man, he put in work to get you. But it's like, if God is able to redeem anybody, if anyone is to come to faith and is to, to receive faith, to, to believe and, and receive salvation, that like that in itself is a, is a wonder like that in itself is, uh, uh an amazing thing, you know, uh, done by God, you know, cause even if you're, even if you're the one who grows up kind of normal, not going to church, but not really a bad person, family examples are good. They work, they love their family, you know, they had fun and that's it. You know, not bad people, not drunkards. They're not out in high on drugs. They're not, you know, um, anything crazy. You know, they're not big liars. They're not out here swindling people out of money. They're not, they're not users. They're not, um, uh, 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 uptight and obnoxious or something like that. Like just like what we would, what you would label like genuine good people. Um, even those types of people like to realize that they need a savior to realize that you hate, essentially you hate in your, uh, God's enemy, right? Like you have enemy. Em, enmity, enmity between you and God. There's enmity between you and God if you don't follow and believe God. Right, that's that's just what it is, and that's based on our heart posture and our desires and and what we're doing in life. So if we're not living to please God, then we're against Him. You know, it's just plain and simple. We might not say it, but we live it. You know what I mean? Um, people say action speaks power more than words, and that that's true. It's true. Our actions speak to who, what we worship or who we worship. That could be money. That could be, you know, seeing ourselves as a good person, you know, actions and deeds and whatnot. Like that's our, that's our God being a good person. Our God could be money or, or people or people pleasing and all this other stuff, like whatever it is, 
anything other than God, other than God could be something that we worship or idolize or, you know, put at the, we'll say, put at the throne. We'll put it at our throne, you know. So whatever's at your throne, you know, if God brings you from that, like that's, like that ain't no easy task. Like there was love, there was a sacrifice put into that. There was bloodshed for that. You know, that wasn't nothing light. You feel me? So these testimonies can be seen that way. Um, but I'm thankful that like God has just kind of helped me understand like, no, like these are just, this is nothing. Like I do this on the regular, like the same sacrifice I put in for, for the people who don't have testimonies like this is the same sacrifice I put in for these people with, you know, a testimony that might seem outlandish or, or crazy. And so, for example, today I watched a video and the lady was, she was, uh, the title. I'll just, I'll just say the title. What was the title? Um, the title is which gives her life to Jesus. That's the title of the, <laughs> that's the title of the video, which gives her life to Jesus. And so I see it and I'm like, Oh shoot. I got to watch this one. I know she got some crazy like stories and experiences. Now. Yes. The experiences could be different. Like I, um, I wasn't a I wasn't a witch growing up before Jesus saved me, but you know I've had my experiences that you know God had to pull me out of and redeem me from and save me from, and so I'm listening, I'm watching, and there's so many things that like I always come up with the same like rhetorical question of like, and I'll and I'll say why. So she's talking, and she's explaining how she essentially is growing up very very tough up upbringing she's being molested she's being um abused as a kid by somebody who lives across the street and then eventually her mom marries that guy from across the street and now instead of him being across the street and her being lured and brought over to his house now he's in the house living with her still abusing her still you know, truly like just traumatizing her and things like that. And this happened for her from, from like five until I, I can't even remember what age she said that it stopped. Um, or if it stopped before she ended up moving out of the house. And so, and she tells somebody, right? She, the, her mom is Catholic, her family's Catholic. Um, and so she's like, she tells people and nobody believes her. Like, she starts to get, she becomes the black sheep of the family. That's what she said. And so people don't want to associate with her. They think she's going to come up with some crazy lies. She's saying how, you know, her family doesn't really be around her like that. People at church don't really be around her like that. And so then the enemy, I, I, I understand. It. And she and she explains it this way too. Like the devil like really starts to have her think like, okay, well, church isn't for her if God doesn't care that she's being abused and all these things are happening to her at this young age. And I'm like, why wouldn't you think that you're dumb? If you don't think that at that age, without knowing the true God and having experienced the true God, you know, and having heard of Jesus in like the true Jesus, um, preached to you in, um, in, in a biblical manner and in, a in sound truth. And so, she says that to then where she's like, she needs other things to have an outlet of like, or just something to try to bring her peace. Cause she's, she had, she's dealing with deep depression and things like that. And so she tries yoga 
and she's like, the yoga helps for a little bit. And then, you know, she starts to feel terrible again. And so she ends up getting into like uh, some like the of the new age, the new age witchcraft. And so it's like she's reading a book. She says she started like reading a book and the book kind of helped and answered some questions. But then she obviously she needed more books. And then after the book, she gets into uh, some other things like using um, using crystals and using sage and using uh, tarot cards and using uh, there's something else I feel like she said, um, not incense, stones, tarot cards, sage, uh, crystals. Um, but yeah, like, and she says that she, you know, she really gets into a deep practice of this. Like she's using them and she's manifesting things and she's truly believing like if she uh, tries to manifest and think something that is true, that it'll come and and she sees things happening like she's using the stones and she's using sages and all this and she's using the cars and like she's getting this wisdom and knowledge about things and she's able to discern and understand spirits um and she's like experiencing power and she's experiencing things happening through using these objects and so at first i'm like man like i don't get why it's so easy for us to fall uh, fall into this thought of, oh, yeah, I don't mess with witchcraft. Oh, yeah, I don't mess with demons. Oh, yeah, I don't really do scary movies like that, especially with them demons. But yet, some will deny the fact that if you understand that to be true, why do you disengage so much with the idea in reality that God is real and God is true and God's word is real and God's word is true, which means you need to try and figure out what God's word is and what his will is for you in order to in order for you not to receive the wrath of God. Because if you believe in witches and darkness and demons and all this, then you got to believe that heaven is real and Jesus loves you and all these good things about God that you that you perceive right? Hopefully if you perceive that. And so that's the first thing I'm like, yo, people are so quick to like believe in the dark magic and things like that. And, and watch people do magic shows and all this stuff. And it's like, you watch it and you see it, you hear it, or you see something that resembles a, a demon or see something that resembles some type of, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. Sorry about that. But like you see these things like you see the statues at, at these. There's a place downtown here in Greensboro called uh, Blue Something. It's called Blue Something. And, and they literally it's like like it's a it's a it's a witchcraft store. It's a witchcraft store. I mean, they got the stones, they got the crystals, they got the necklaces, they got the they got the demonic uh, statues and all this other random stuff in there. Um, and it's just like people go there and, and they buy stuff. And I'm just like, man, I wonder what side they're on. Are they on the, oh, I'm just here to get this soap they got because I like the smell. Or I'm just here for this uh, incense because I like the way it smells my room up. You know, or 
or are some of these people on the side of like, no, I'm, I'm coming here to get these stones so I can use them. Like, I'm coming here to get these tarot cards so I can use them. I'm here to get this statue because it's a deity that I believe in and worship. Like, like there's no, like, like you have to understand, like, you got to be on one side or the other. Like, if you're buying these things, you're inviting these things in your home, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's so real, but it's, but, but you deny the realness in reality that that God is also existing in this time and in this space but anywho she keeps going and she's like yeah I'm manifesting these things I'm having uh she starts having sleep paralysis right um and so during this time she's like I need something else I feel happy in that piece at one time or it's not as bad but then it gets worse you know, then I do something else and use the stones or something that happens and then it gets worse. And so at one point she gets invited to uh, a therapist and it's a Christian therapist. And so by this time she said she's like she believes that everyone is going to make it to the same place, whether they're Buddhist, Christian, um, atheist, Muslim, whatever. She said that every faith leads to the same God. And so she sees all uh, gods as the same. And so that everybody's going to make it to the same place. And so when she hears that it's a Christian therapist, she's like, oh, yeah, it's okay that I can go to this Christian therapist because I can say God or I can say deer or I can say tree or nature and it still be the same God. And so she goes, right? You already know her life about to change. So she has... um, she has a, the, th- the therapist, um, part of the session is that she has the people pray at the session. And so, one, that's wild. I think that's, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not coincidence that she goes to a Christian therapist that has her pray as part of the session. And so she says she prays and she says that she's felt the most peace she's ever felt while she, during this time that she's praying and go into these therapy sessions with this Christian therapist. And I'm like, duh, that's God. Nothing but peace that surpasses all understanding, you know? And it's like, just think, she hasn't even given her life to Christ. She hasn't fully committed to Jesus in, in, in being obedient to God. And she's still receiving peace just through the prayer of her and the therapist, right? Like, she's still has these stones at home. She still has this ability to um, discern spirits, you know. Um, and, and it's like, it's amazing that God will still do that just to bring you closer to him and draw you closer to him. And so during this time, she says that she experiences sleep paralysis, right? And one time she said that she saw this big, before she goes to sleep, she saw this big, being with a red robe or yeah a a red robe black thorns and it was hunched over and it was big and she says she saw it she wasn't asleep she's awake right like not everybody has these types of experiences and not everybody has to have these types of experience experience to come to god for to be drawn to god like god draws you how he draws you like it, it if he if you feel if you feel 
drawn to anything relating to God, Bible study, church, whatever, like just know you like this, not a coincidence. Like he's calling you to him. And so she says she sees that thing and she's like, all right, I'm tripping. Let me go to sleep, sleep it off. So she says she ends up going to sleep and she has sleep paralysis come on, comes, comes on to her, right? And that sleep paralysis is a, is a demonic attack. Like, I didn't think that at first. I've had it happen to me. Um, and, I, and I'll never forget the dream. I'll never forget how I felt. And I'll never forget the dream that I had when I felt the sleep paralysis. And so I'll, and I'll share mine um, after I say what she said. After I share her, her part of her testimony. And so she <clears throat> she says that this time she starts to levitate out of her body. Okay. So she has sleep paralysis. She can't move. So she's starting to be, she says that it felt like she was being torn from her body, right? She's being pulled. And so as she's being pulled, she ends up getting turned to face one way. And what she sees is her daughter that she said she's had two kids at this time. She's married. She's got two kids. And so she says what she sees is her daughter being abused. Um, and then she's turned to the other side and she sees her youngest daughter being abused. So her kids at this time is like she said two. And then the other daughter's younger. The other daughter's younger. So younger than a two year old. And she sees them being abused. And she saw the youngest one being abused even worse. And I'm just like, dang, man. Like, not only have you seen and felt this, you're sorry, not only have you felt this and experienced being abused yourself, but you see clear as day your oldest two your your oldest daughter, who's two, being abused, and then your youngest daughter, who's younger than that, being abused in a worse way. And she says she felt helpless. She didn't know what to do. She couldn't. She she was like, at this point, she knew that like her tarot cards and her stones and and all this other stuff wasn't going to help. But she wasn't able to say anything. She wasn't able to cry for help. But she said that she was able to think to herself that she needs Jesus to help. And so she doesn't she's not able to say it. She can't say it. She can't speak. She can't scream it. She can't whisper it. But she thinks to herself, Jesus, and she thinks she says she thought her, his name three times, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And immediately she said that she's starting to go back and feel pulled back to her body. And she said that she felt and experienced two forces, two, two big forces like battling and coming up against each other. And then she also said that what she realized once she was back in her body, that the force of Jesus was way more powerful than the darker force. And she knew that and that the darker force was afraid of Jesus. And still she was saying how she hadn't really, you know, she didn't, she didn't really know um, much about Jesus. She, she hadn't converted. She wasn't saved. She wasn't, she didn't grew up. She didn't grow up in a church that she her family was like giving them, giving themselves to the faith and the belief. But she explained that she grew up going to church to get the, she said to get the cracker, um, uh, to get that one cracker on Sunday so that you have good luck for the week. She said, that's why her family went to church. And I'm just like, it's amazing 
how apparent in how not even apparent. It's amazing how true scripture is once you hear it in an experience. Like the Bible talks about how we know that God is real based on what we see every day. The sun, when we see the sun and it, and we know that the earth is spinning and rotating. Every time we see the sun, we know that God exists. Every time we see these big natural disasters, we know that God exists. Every time we see some crazy miracle where somebody should have died and they didn't, no cuts, no bruises, no nothing, we know God exists. Like just everyday things, everyday things. We, that's that's, and and it could be a different thing that points God that that points you to God, you know. I love clouds. I love sunsets. Sunsets are always different. They're never the same. I've never experienced the same sunset. I never will. And like that's that's to me that's God's invisible attributes. You know, His eternal power. Right. Like that's how I see God. Even as a believer, it's like dang, like God, you killing it. Like. This is just my sunset. Somebody else saw a different sunset in different clouds and a different color in the sky, you know? And it's just like, that's what was happening. Like she had been praying. She didn't really know Jesus, but she knows she had been praying and felt better. And it's like everything that she's experienced led her to understand and know in that moment where she couldn't help her daughters in that moment of sleep paralysis and and helplessness, but she knew that Jesus could do something. And it's just crazy. And so she goes on to say, like, you know, soon later after that experience, she she gives her life to, to Jesus. Um, the therapist happened to be someone who is uh, a leader in the what's it called? Um, I'm starting to the 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 the, the deliverance. So the therapist is a part of the deliverance group. And so she helped the girl get delivered from all of these things that she was using. And so after that, she gives her life to Christ. She prays a prayer of faith. She goes home. She's getting rid of everything. She's getting rid of tarot cards. She's getting rid of uh, um, the sage. She's getting rid of stones. And she's like, she ended up throwing away like thousands of dollars worth of stones. And I'm just like, all those stones and you still felt helpless you still were experiencing depression you still were experiencing this sadness you still had days where it was kind of good and not as bad but then terrible soon after and you still bought more and more stones and spent up to thousands of dollars on stones like and so even in this time she's like she still had moments where she didn't want to give up the power that she felt of using the stones and using the stage because still she could manifest things like, like witchcraft is real. Like she understood that, like she understands used to be real, but she also understood that power that she had to be real. And she was like, she didn't want to give a, she didn't want to give it up, but yes, she eventually gave it up. Um, she learned about how the Holy spirit is a real thing and how, uh, you know, there are there people that God does give spiritual gifts and, and power and, in our, our ability to, to do things that are, that go against the, the natural laws through, through the Holy Spirit, um, for the glory of God. And it's like, after that, it's like, you know, her life just changed. It got better. Um, 
She was like, people around her were noticing differences. Uh, she said her husband, like, <laughs> she said that her husband noticed that she wouldn't uh, wake up in the middle of the night, like, just screaming, like, from night terrors. And he's like, he noticed that. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. And so eventually, I'm sure her husband's going to get saved. I mean, that's, that's, that's only the, I mean, I, I, I think through her prayer and, and, and just through God's love, like he's going to call him the same way. Like he's, whether it's on his deathbed, whether it's, you know, a year before he dies, a month before he dies, before he goes, I know that, I know that God is going to work that out for him or continue to call him and draw him near. And he's just going to give in. Like, I know I'm sure his wife is just going to pray and pray and pray. Um, cause it, her wife, you know, she got married a non-believer. So she married a, a non-believer, um, and so, yeah, man, she, she's going through this testimony and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, God, you, you are really real one. And two, like, what is like the, the reason I, I picked the title, what's wrong with God is because it's like, that that's the real question. Like, what is wrong with God <clears throat> to where you I mean, because even I do this, even now I, I do this, you know, when I'm when I have my moments of like, oh, shoot, I gave into this, this this fleshly desire, not a not a desire of God, not a desire of the spirit. Um, and it's like I give into this fleshly desire and I feel terrible. And it's like, what's wrong with God that I can't turn to him and, and give him this time that I would have given to this other thing or to this other action or to this other thought? Um or it's his other heart posture, you know, that's not of God. Like what's wrong with God that I wouldn't just flip it. I wouldn't flip it on my flesh or flip it on the devil for the thought that he planted or the seed that he planted and just be like, all right, God, you see that I'm experiencing this or feeling this. How can I flip this in and turn to you and let you have this moment or let you take this from me? You know, it's like, what, what's wrong with God? Like what about God? makes me want to go against it and experience this thing for a brief moment that might feel good and then feel terrible in the next. Like, I know how I'm going to feel after, right? I know how my thoughts are going to change after. If I, if I stay in this moment, if I allow this, this anger to, to become unrighteous, if I allow this uh, feeling to become anger, even though it's, it's not even a righteous anger, you know, I'm just angry for out of out of out of you know my my own flesh and it's like what's wrong with god like why do i feel like i can't turn to him in this moment why do people think that god is just some freaking crazy dictator god that's going to ruin their life like what's wrong with god like he's out here saving witches with power. He's out here bringing witches to himself. Like what's wrong with God? He's bringing people out of depression. He's bringing people out of all these different things that are, is making their life terrible. Right? Like what's wrong with God? Like why can't he do the same for you? Why can't I let him do the same for me when I have my moments? You know, and, and, and I say that to say, it's not going to be some perfect life you're going to live. Like 
the the current testimony I'm listening to is about how a pastor um, had an affair. He's a whole pastor. He's a believer. He's he's you know evangelizing. He's doing things in the church. He has a whole affair with another member of the church, right? And I'm just like, man, we still have moments where we have to give God our our heart our hardest stuff that we don't want to be public. Like you don't want to be public, like you better give it to God. If you're not going search for accountability and this thing that the devil tries to bring up, because what happens is, and he explained it so well, like I I I forget this easily. Um I don't know why, but I just forget it easily. Like the struggles, the demons that come to tempt you, the demons that come to affect your thoughts, the demons that come to attack you at certain opportunities, they don't go away. They're not, they're not dead. They're not leaving you alone. They're hiding. They're waiting. And as soon as he said that, another verse about the Bible comes, comes to mind and, and shows itself to be true. The devil is like a lion waiting, just waiting and lurking. And prowling to kill, steal, and destroy. Like he's waiting to devour you. Right? And it's so many different things. It, my, 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 demon, my demons that come to tip me aren't going to be the same as yours. For some people, they might be. You know? They, they don't stop. They just wait. They wait until you're set up for them to show themselves again. Right? And it's just like, that that's for every single person that comes to faith. And it's not that they go away, it's that we become stronger. It's that we become more dependent. It's not anything that we do that makes them seem like they're going for good. It's not anything that we 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 uh become as far as like uh our our our, our attributes. But only through our dependence, only through our our resilience to give in to our flesh, only to our and, and resilience resilience through through the word of God. Like we our minds need to be renewed, we need to be reminded, and we need to be afresh that you know God is God is the one who strengthens us. He's the one that mounts us up uh, like eagles with wings so that we can fly. He's the one that gives He's the one that uh, uh, gives strength to the weary, right? He's, a, he's the one that's there for, for those who faint. He strengthens them. He picks them up, right? And it's like, it's not us that makes the demon seem small. It's not us that makes it seem like it's easier to fight those temptations. No, it's God. It's our dependence on him. It's his strength. It's our weakness with his strength. Like, that's the power. You know, that's the victory. And so... Just, just seeing, hearing his testimony and hearing the witches, the, sorry, not the witches, the woman who was a witch, hearing her testimony, it's like, I just kept thinking, like, what's wrong with God? Like, that, that people just don't want to experience a life of joy and an abundant life and a life that, that there's hope. Like, there's no hope for a witch that doesn't want to give up the power. There's no hope for a witch that enjoys being able to, use use the the power of darkness and and witchcraft to make themselves feel like they're someone you know there's no hope for them if they don't turn to god like there's no hope 
you know, there's, you're gonna, who was that? Uh, what's the actor? The actor. Um, I'm probably gonna mess up his name, but so Franklin Saint from Snowfall, Demson Idris, right? He, big role, right? Snowfall was huge. Snowfall was very popular. Um, social media through through social media and clips that they were sold from social media and just it being a great show. You know, I, I want to say the writer, I can't, I don't even want to be so wrong that it's embarrassing, but the writer is a famous black writer, right? And the way that it's done is great. It's talking about how uh, crack cocaine was introduced to um, uh, just the, 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 in LA, right? Through the, through the CIA and the FBI or CIA and stuff like that. And so it's like, it's, it's very realistic. It's, it's a lot of realism used. It's based on a true story, you know? And so with that, there's parts where the main character, Damson Idris, he had to be like, you know, because he has a lot of money, he has a lot of power, he's got to protect himself. He's killing people with ease now. He's like, for these certain scenes, and, and I mean, he did a great job, right? But if I knew what he did to do such a great job, I'd be like, all right, it ain't worth it, bro. Just give me the... Give me the best you got without, you know, this. And so he said in this round circle of other actors, it's on YouTube. You can you can look this up. He said that he prayed for the devil to come inside, for the evil to come inside so that he could portray it so well in his role. And he said he kept saying it, right? He kept saying it over and over for, for while he was filming. And he said for like three months, for three months, he was experiencing like night terrors. He's experiencing all these different evil and demonic attacks, right? And he's like, he said he stopped saying it and he had his mom pray over him, right? He had people praying over him. And he said, then it, then it eventually stopped, right? So three months he's experiencing this. And then for a little bit, he had to be prayed over it. And he said he got people to pray over him. And it's just like, if you see how real that was, why? What's wrong with God that you wouldn't think? And, and I'm speaking this to to Damson Nietzsche. Obviously, I, he's not going to hear this. But like, I would just ask him, like, if I'm if I'm his friend, if I if I knew him, just if I just by chance knew somebody that knew him, and I could like be around him at some point, like casually, like I would just like bring this up, like, yo, you had a that's a you really experienced like the darkness, like you really experienced the evil. You really experienced some demonic attacks. Like, did you, did you feel, did you, under, do you understand like, like what that meant? Like in that time, you know, he'll respond and then I'll work it to where it's like, so if you experience this demonic attack, do you experience this, this just pure, pure evil that came to help you achieve something, right? You, you asked it to come in and it allowed you to act really well, right? And you got this great praise for this role and how well you did. Because, I mean, again, I think he did a good job. I'd be like, yo, you killed it. I love this show. You went, you did so well. You felt so in tune. You seemed so in tune with the character, you know, outside looking in. I could tell him that because I watched the show. I'm a fan of the show. And then I would, I would segue to if you felt and experienced that to be so real, and we know, you know, I know that the opposite of that is light, is God, is peace, is joy, 
right? Like, what is keeping you from asking God to come in? What's keeping you from asking Jesus to come in the same way that you ask for the evil and the devil to come in so that you would perform your role so well for, for self-notoriety, for self-gain? What's keeping you from asking God to come in the same way? What's keeping you to be so sincere in the same way and asking him to come into your life? Because that's what he wants. Like at the end of the day, that's what God wants for all of us, for us to just ask him to come into our hearts, to come into us. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> that's so dope. That's so dope that that's true. Like at the end of the day, that's what he wants. Oh, man. It's such a. It's like a it's a good, simple truth. But just because it's simple does not mean that it is so powerful and so meaningful. That that's all God wants. For us to ask him to come in and be with us and live with us. And so that's that's what I would say to him. Like I would I would real life say that to him. Um I'm a, yeah cuz I'm like I'm like a relational person. Like I'm not going to get into I'm I'm trying I'm trying to become more bold and more in tune with the Holy Spirit so that I can get this discernment of how people are feeling where they are so that I can I can give them a word of life that I could give them a warning and and have them heed and hopefully that they heed to this warning of yo the way that the way that you're trying to figure out life and live life obviously is not working. Look at what you're experiencing. You know, you're going, you're trying this, you're doing this, and doing this is not working. You're depressed. You're unhappy. This this relationship isn't working. Like, you hate your job. Job's hard. Whatever. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is. Like, why not try something that has had only good reviews? Like people who turn away from from a relationship with Jesus. Like, you got to understand, are you ask? you're not, we're not able to ask everybody questions that, you know, we're not able to ask all the celebrities that, that, you know, publicly say they're Christian and then they just seem to have kind of walked away and don't call themselves a Christian anymore. Like, you, you see, you see, you see that they kind of just go back to same old whatever. You know, same old type of movie roles, same old type of music, same old type of, you know, things they're promoting on their social media, whatever. Like, you don't see a change. Like, for some people, you do see a change. When you see that change, when you notice that change, a real, true, sincere change, I'm not talking about, oh, they were cool for a year, but now they're kind of back to, I'm, no, I mean, like, someone who truly expresses, like, a change in, in their desires, you know? And it's like it could take time, it could take years. They may they may give the they may say, Hey, I'm a Christian this time, go away for three, four, five years, and then come back, and you never see them come back. Because it's not it our our salvation isn't something to publicize because we have social media. It's not something that we just put on front street because we have a way to tell so many people about it. Like, no, it's our it's our daily walk. Like it, it's our it's our daily lives. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past, um, 
Yes, put it past. I wouldn't pat it. I don't even know what I was trying to say with that phrase. I've never used that phrase. That's a phrase I don't use. See, I'm about to get on a tangent. I don't want to get on a tangent. I've been talking for a long time. I'm going to try and hurry up and end this. Um, don't deny the fact that God is still real. Like, <clears throat> why, why are people who call themselves Christians the ones that get the most heat, I'll say? Why, why are Christians confronted the most? You know? Like, if somebody says they're Muslim, oh, that's cool. That's what's up. Somebody says, in the same instance, somebody says they're Christian, you look at them different immediately. You know? Why are the bad examples of Christianity the front runners? Why are they the face of Christianity? Right? In the world. Why why are the the why are the, the Christians who have a bad moment the front page and the head and the headliners of, of the faith? Right? Christianity is not a religion, it's a faith. It's a daily thing. Like we're not you're not, you don't become perfect. You don't become this great person. You don't become unflawed, right? Your flaws don't go away. Your flaws don't disappear, right? You give your flaws to God. You let God work on those flaws. And as those flaws dissipate, right, it's replaced. It's replaced with an attribute of God that he's holy in, right? So that we could just mirror just a, sl just a slither of it, just a slither of his holiness and in, in, in perfection and and being more peaceful, being less confrontational, right? In a in a in a um, not confrontational in a sense of like stirring up someone to become angry or to belittle someone or to condemn someone, right? I mean confrontational in a in a sense of like trying to encourage and bring somebody and call somebody above reproach, like to bring somebody up to say, hey, yo, that. You don't got to, I don't think that's the best way to handle this. I feel like you could do, I feel like you could do better in this instance or in this area. Right. I mean, in that, I mean, confrontational in that way, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> but yeah, like wh what is it that makes God such a bad God? You know, God of the Bible. I don't mean, I don't mean Buddha. I don't mean all these other man-made gods. I'm curious to think, and I guess I guess just a question, a challenge question for you to think about. What is it for you that makes you, so let's start with this one, first one, for the believer. What is it for you and me that causes us to doubt that God will help us in our moments that we still are, are still going to experience where we are tempted and where those demons that we think are gone and, and, and those thoughts that we think are gone come back and they come in like a flood, right? And we thought we, we thought we conquered it. We thought God delivered it from us, delivered us from it, right? And we thought, we, we thought God delivered us from the temptation and those demons to, to still rear their ugly heads up, right? To try and get us and take us away. What, makes us not want to give God those moments, right? Two, for the non-believer, what makes you not want to give God a chance? If you were listening, <clears throat> if you're truly listening to the episode, which I hope you were, I hope it was good. You know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm ending it now. 
if you hear true conversion stories, if you hear true testimonies, whether it's a witch, whether it's a pastor who had an affair and then had to, you know, who had to re, re, redo some things and, and re-give and rededicate, you know, uh, their, their, their worship and their, and their deeds to, to Christ and who had to, you know, just go into repentance publicly and, and, and privately. Um, if it's that, or, Hey, you're just a good person who you're not really experiencing joy. You're not truly experiencing happiness. Like you're trying to continue to obtain these things, the experiences, these moments, people, friendship, money, whatever it is, accolades, whatever it is you're trying to obtain and, and seek after. That's not fulfilling you. Like truly think to yourself, are you fulfilled with what you have? Could you go without seeking those things anymore and know that because you had it once, that's enough? Because it's not with you every day. You don't get a paycheck every day. If you stop working, you wouldn't get a paycheck anymore. Right? Like if you stop doing deeds for people, like you wouldn't get praise anymore. People wouldn't thank you anymore. Say, you're, oh, you're such a nice person. Right? Like, what's stopping you from trying God? If everything about God, his whole agenda is to help you and give you, to give you life freely, to freely give you life because him sending his son on the cross to die for your sins and his son having the strength through the Holy Spirit to rise up in three days and defeat death, defeat the grave, defeat the devil for your sake, right? So that you could come and live with him and have eternal life. What's stopping you from saying, okay, let me just actually try. Oh, and one thing about the testimony that I really, really liked is that she said that once she started reading the Bible, right? She, 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 she finally reads a verse about um, those who knock, right? And seek the Lord, like God will answer. And she kept, she said that like two or three times throughout her testimony, like that verse is so true. Like that part of the scriptures is so true. And I'm like, yes, it is like, it's so true. Right. Like when I had my sleep paralysis, like I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like mine was, was scary to the point. Like I couldn't breathe. Like I was, I was, I grew up in a Christian, like I grew up in a Christian household halfway. My mom was Christian. My dad was, you know, he, he believed in God, but he didn't really, I mean, his, his life didn't really reflect it. Um, and so when I when I experienced sleep paralysis, like I knew, like I, I've heard testimonies of God healing people from cancer and, and doing all these crazy things and, and saving people who lived a certain way. And, and I knew how they was living and now they live in this way. Like I've heard it. I've seen it. Right. I knew those people. And so I knew in my sleep paralysis, I mean, I can't move. I can't move my head. I'm only able to, like, see this darkness, like truly like filling up this room i'm in a basement and these dark shadows they look like bodies at first and they look like small bodies coming out of coming out of a door but all of a sudden they just start coming from the wall and the door and the steps that are going up leading to this really bright light the whole everything around the steps and stairs start to get really dark and i can breathe i can i feel like i can breathe less and less and i'm starting to see that light go away and immediately, I'm just like, I got to yell the name of Jesus. And so I'm in my head or in my dream. It's like I said Jesus through my mouth, but I'm really just yelling it in my head, like within the dream. Um, 
and I yell it and I yell it again. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm awake. Like, I, I feel I feel like, I'm, you know, I can move again. And I'm looking up. I'm worried. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what the heck? Like, this was my first time experiencing sleep paralysis. And that was the last time. Um, you know, I, I truly, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, another thought that came to mind. So I had a friend who had died because he had a um, he had a hole in his heart. We had played him in basketball. My school played his school in basketball, and, and we beat their team. And so, and so, and even before this, I've heard of you know young people dying in their sleep because they had a condition that they, no one knew about, and so they went to sleep and didn't wake up. And so immediately that comes through my mind. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna be one of those people who went to sleep and didn't wake up. Like that was the very first thought. After I see the darkness, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this darkness is coming to kill me. I'm going to be one of those people that went to sleep and didn't wake up. Oh, my God, I got I to gotta call for Jesus. Like, I need help. You know, and then I, I say, Jesus, Jesus, and I wake up. Like, that was my experience. Like, that was one thing that let me know, like, okay, God is, it, he ain't no joke. But neither is the darkness. Neither are demons and evil and witchcraft, Right? Their agenda ain't no joke either because they'll get you behind if you let them. They will get you. They will get you in subtle ways. They'll get you in, 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 in ways of you being a witch, giving you power. They'll get you. They're going to they're gonna try. And if they ain't got you, they'll try. They'll keep trying. They'll just try and pull you away bits and pieces until they got you, until they consume you. Right? And so, man, yeah. Oh, so that's to the non-believer. What is it about God that makes you resist and hesitant? Like truly, like don't don't <clears throat> don't think of don't think of faces. Don't think of people who claim to be Christians. Don't think of it. Don't think of any other examples except for Jesus. Jesus is the one true example that every believer tries to live up to and imitate. Right. That that's our duty to reflect Christ to others. That's that's our job. That's literally our job as a believer. Try and reflect Christ as best we can. You know, that's through that's through accountability, that's through reading the Bible and understanding how Jesus lived, right? So only use Jesus as an example. If you don't truly know who Jesus is and how he lived, if you have some notions of how he lived, like yes, go based off of that. He did he committed no crime and was killed. He did no wrong deed, no bad deed was killed, right? As he was dying, he asked to he asked God to forgive the people who were killing him. Like that that's Jesus. That's just a little little very small taste of who Jesus is, right? So use use that. Use that as your as your standard. Use that as your standard of a person who is a a follower and believer of God and because he because Jesus is God, you know? And so you use God as the example for God. <laughs> use Jesus as our example. Let him be the face. Don't let somebody who you saw yelling at a girl with short a short skirt saying she's going to hell. Don't don't use that person as the example. Don't use the people who go to church on Sunday but Monday through Saturday, they they show nothing of being a Christian. Don't use that family. Don't use that person. Don't use that friend in high school. 
You know, you use this, use the standard of Jesus. And then to my people who are in other religions, right? What are you receiving from the current religion you're in? Are you satisfied with your religion? If you were to leave your religion right now, what would change about your life? Would anything change? And another question, since since you've started um, claiming this religion or practicing this religion, what, what's been the outcome? Like what, what are the fruits of you devoting your, your uh, identity if you're somebody who says, hey, I'm a Muslim, but you don't practice or somebody who practices the actual the, the religion or, or faith, um, the religion that, that you uh, associate with? Like what what's the fruit? What have you gotten out of it? You know, do you truly feel seen by your God? Have you felt and experienced your God in a positive and light manner? Right. And if you haven't, what's keeping you from like, do you think that it would be insane to continue with this same God that has done nothing for you? If you haven't, if you realize you haven't received anything from it. And are you willing to give it up? Are you willing to give it up and to try the one true God? Man, all right. So obviously, I went way longer than I wanted to, and I see. I told you this was gonna happen. I wanted to do 15 minutes, and I'm already like, bruh. I talked a lot. I need to go to bed. Um, shoot. But yeah, man. Oh, well, I didn't say where I was, but I'm in the. <laughs> I'm in a Target parking lot. You already know. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. I, hey, I hope y'all are. I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope you got something out of this, man. I truly feel like more and more episodes are gonna kind of be similar to this. They're not all gonna be the same. They're not all gonna be about uh, faith and, and religion and stuff like that and testimonies and whatnot or, or conversion stories. Um, but yeah, I feel like some. Of my, I feel like most of them are gonna start to talk about jesus and whatnot which i'm okay with typically i'm i'm not tip uh, not typically originally i didn't really come in to be like oh yeah i'm gonna be that christian podcast that just talks about everything and then brings jesus to it but like that's essentially what that's essentially what happens like i'm trying to no i'm going to be more devoted in my discipline to to pray and read the bible and like that's what happens when i do like i just I bring I bring Jesus in my faith. I bring God into my thoughts and conversations with myself. It's just like that was my thought today. I was like, dang God, like if people experience these things, like why don't they just turn to you? Like if they experience darkness, why don't they try and seek the light? You know? And it's like if they if they try and seek the light through a church and they have a bad experience, like why don't they try and say, you know what? That's just a bad example. Like, I need to find a better example. I need to find, you know, people who can truly help me that are a good example and, and you know, are, are light and not, you know, darkness. 
and so yeah that's today um hey shout out to the new year man put your new year's resolution in the comments uh questions comments anything put them in the comments uh i might respond i don't know i don't really typically get comments so i don't typically check but if you do i pray that the lord will put on my heart to check and respond hey appreciate y'all love y'all man y'all be safe peace